who amongst the restricted and unrestricted free agents for the Wild should be prioritized highest? Well, Philip Gustafson's an easy top of the list, but how the rest of the list shakes out may surprise you. We discuss today on Locked on Wild. You're locked on Wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What's happening, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Lockdown Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast, part of the Lockdown Sports Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you, as always, for making Lockdown Wild your first listen each and every day. And just as a reminder, you can find Lockdown Wild on all of your favorite podcast platforms absolutely free of charge. On today's episode of Lockdown Wild, we look at the upcoming restricted and unrestricted free agents for the Wild in the offseason to try to determine who should be prioritized highest and which players should be given the opportunity to head elsewhere once their contracts are done. My name is Seth Topal, your daily Minnesota Wild insider. Today's episode brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. So let's start with the obvious names, and I'm not indicating obvious yes or no just yet, but uh, there are a couple of guys who have, I think, moved into that obvious category as to the solution, the way forward with these guys is pretty obvious at this point. And in the good column, the obvious yes, I think it's to the point, this is not a new... Um, thoughts or take for this show, but I think Philip Gustafson has moved squarely into the needs to be a priority in the offseason list for what he has done this season. The numbers just continue as the season goes along to get better and better. And even on nights where the Wild don't end up winning, the numbers stay the same. Gustafson is unflappable regardless of what's going on in front of him. If there's bad defense, if there is a lack of offense, Gustafson gives you a baseline, very good performance on a nightly basis. Of his 21 starts this year, 15 of them, he has allowed two goals or fewer. And it just is a situation with Gustafson where he has performed and far exceeded expectations from what we thought we were getting when he was acquired for Cam Talbot. But now you look at the goalie situation going forward. You've got Jesper Volstead down in Iowa. A Gustafson signing would mean that you would not have to rush him up because I think everybody has been super impressed with what we've seen from Gustafson so far this season to the point that you'd be confident and we, by and large, want to see more of what Gustafson has to offer I think you'd be confident with him going into a season as the number one guy next year and whether Marc-Andre Fleury be back for his final season in Minnesota or if he decides after this season is done to call it quits, then you just have to go find somebody to be that backup and you give Gustafson the full run of the goalie starts. I think everybody would be 
um, perfectly fine with that being the outcome that uh, that the Wilds go with. Now, the biggest questions are going to be the money that the Wild have available to make those moves and what um, some of the other offseason objectives look like for this team to maybe free up some more salary cap space. Matt Boldy's deal is done, so that has already been factored in. The Wilds, with all of the unrestricted and restricted free agent guys that they have, are going to have about $9 million in cap space. Again, assuming that everything that we expect to happen does, they'll have $9 million to work with to re-sign a handful of guys. Now, a lot of them are on very cheap contracts, to where you may not have to pay a ton to re-sign them. But Gustafson's is a deal that could end up getting a little on the pricier side. And rightfully so. He has earned it. He deserves it. And so for the Wild, this is just going to be one that may force them to uh, make one of those moves of players that are on contract right now that maybe aren't on the roster once next season comes around. The framework that I use just as a reference point would be the deal that Stuart Skinner got with the Edmonton Oilers. He gets a three-year extension worth $2.6 million per year for that uh, goalie situation in Edmonton. So right around that, I think, would be a solid price point for Gustafson, and you give him a three-year deal you have um, seen the Zach Parise and Ryan Suter contracts disappear, and now you're dealing with the buyout fallout, which is minimal for, uh, for those guys um, to, after the next two seasons. So you've got him on a relatively cheap deal as either the 1A or if Jesper Volstead really takes off, then you've got him as the backup. And that just represents a pretty solid and a pretty solid goalie situation that you don't really have to worry about that much. Gustafson is not somebody that really deals with injuries. He's super quiet in the net. He's very calm in the net. If there is one area that uh, Gustafson could work on, and this is purely just from an observational standpoint, it's that it seems like when goals are scored on him, uh, they, they do tend to leak through Uh, the five hole. So those are things though, as a young goalie who is getting his first real extended look in the NHL, those are things that you can work on. I like the fact that he's quiet, that his rebound control is really good. And so we're comfortable with what we've seen so far to say, yes, he needs to be the number one priority for this team in the off season in terms of re-signings. Just, it just takes a lot of the question marks from the goalie situation and just erases them mostly entirely. So Philip Gustafson is a definite yes for me. The other definite is one that may end up being taken care of uh, before or on the trade deadline. If not then, then definitely once the season is over is a definitely no for Matt Dumba. It just has reached the point where it's time. And Bill Guerin, I don't I would imagine is keeping the phone lines open, but in order for these types of things to work, it's one thing to 
not want to trade somebody. It's another thing to not receive a ton of interest in a guy. And we can point to him being scratched um, on the, uh, the Florida trip as maybe the time, and Michael Russo tweeted about this, that may have been an event that killed his trade value. Whether he gets that back or not before the trade deadline, it remains to be seen, but I just I don't see any way in which the two sides decide to come back for another go-around. Um, it, it just finally seems like we've reached the end of the line for the Matt Dumba experience. He just doesn't really offer you a, a, a lot at this point in his career. He was not ever really an elite defensive defenseman. Offense was always what he brought to the table. And now we have seen the com- the um, the things that he brings to the table, shots, hits, blocks, they're all way down. And so definite no for Matt Dumba. Definite yes for... Philip Gustafson. Now there are some other names on the list that I'm highly in favor of, but maybe not are maybe aren't on that definite yes category. And so uh, we'll talk about the strong consideration to re-sign players, uh, including a free agent that I think uh, a lot of people may scratch their heads on. But I'll tell you why Freddie Goudreau should be looked at as a player to re-sign for the Wild. When we continue today's episode of Locked on Wild after this. We are so excited for our new exclusive sportsbook partner of Locked On. That, of course, is FanDuel, the number one sportsbook in America. We have reached the midway point of the NBA and NHL season. And now is the perfect time to download FanDuel because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from money line to point scores to threes or shots. All of that on FanDuel.com. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sports betting partner of the NBA. Continuing today's episode of Locked on Wild, once again, thanks for making Locked on Wild your first listen each and every day. For your second listen, make sure you check out the Locked On NHL podcast to get the full lowdown on everything going on throughout the National Hockey League, all free and available on your favorite podcast platforms. Players that the Wild should strongly look into signing. Now, this would be, I would say, if we're going on a scale of one to five, the definites were five out of five. Philip Gustafson and Matt, Philip Gustafson a yes, Matt Dumba as a no. These are guys that are four out of five or three out of five. And I left a pretty interesting cliffhanger before the break that Freddie Goudreau should be a, uh, a strong consideration to be re-signed. And look, at this point, we know what we're getting with Freddie Goudreau. He's a pretty consistent player. He doesn't have you know the elite offensive acumen. 
that uh, other centers would have, but he is good defensively. And I think if you put Freddie Goudreau in a bottom six role as a center, I think that is something that um, would work well for this Minnesota Wild team. We've seen him bounced up and down the lineup. He's played with Kaprizov and Zuccarello before. Uh, He has been a center for the Matt Boldy line. He was last year. And also with the caveat in mind that one of those top two center spots is going to be taken up by a player not currently on the roster, then when you look at it in that mindset, Freddie Goudreau as like a third-line center, I think is fine. I don't really have a problem with that, provided that you have guys above him in the lineup. Jewel Eriksson-Eck is going to be one of your top two centers going forward. Now that it seems like we're nearing the end of the grief line, uh, just with the performance of Jordan Greenway and um, with injuries from Marcus Foligno, it seems like we're maybe moving out of the grief line being a thing. And so Freddie Goudreau can give you kind of that defensive center down in the lineup um, that can help you give some of that defensive identity, which allows Jewel Eriksson to be more of a contributor while also providing that defense on one of those top two lines. And so if given the opportunity, I've talked about this over the course of the season, it feels like we may get to a point where the Wild make a decision between Freddie Goudreau or Ryan Hartman. And if the options between the two, given how they've performed this year, I'm going Freddie Goudreau. So you look at that, and uh, I would put Freddie Goudreau in that should strongly consider re-signing category, as I would with Brandon Duhame. Duhame, I think... We've seen some real impressive things from him now on the line with Eric Sinek and uh, Matt Boldy. He is somebody that works incredibly hard when he's out there on the ice. He brings you a spark uh, with the energy that he has on the ice, but he also is physical, and he is going to give you everything he has when he's out there on the ice. So if the Wilds do make one of those moves, getting somebody off the roster that's currently under contract... If Greenway ends up being that player, Brandon Duhame is able to slot right in and uh, and fill that spot. Now, what would a contract for Duhame look like? What would a contract for Goudreau look like? Goudreau is signed for $1.2 million uh, right now. I would imagine he would look for something in the 2 to $2.5 million range. So depending on maybe if you give him an additional year, he'll take less Average uh, AAV. Brandon Duhame is uh, currently making seven hundred fifty thousand. You'd imagine he'll probably want somewhere between one and a half and two. But with Duhame being younger at twenty five, I would be fine giving him that, with the understanding that then he is taking Jordan Greenway's spot on the roster. Basically, feel really good about uh, the possibility of if Greenway is out. Duhame being able to replace the production uh, and exceed the production that uh, that Greenway brings. Let's let's not forget that um, 
Last year, Duhame had, I think it was 188 hits um, in 82 games. So he, he brings physicality, he brings toughness, but he also brings energy and intensity. And so if you're, if you're worried about Jordan Greenway being shipped off the roster and losing some of that, I don't think you have to worry because Brandon Duhame uh, can definitely give you that on the roster. Now, beyond that, the other guys on the list. Ryan Reeves is one. Let's talk about Reeves, and then we'll finish with uh, the other two, other three, I should say. Uh, Ryan Reeves was brought in to try to provide some swagger for this Minnesota Wild team. Bill Guerin getting him from the New York Rangers. It paved immediate dividends for this team, got them back up into the uh, the divisional standings, but the uh, the charm has worn off, it seems. He doesn't fight a ton, which is really the thing that he brings most. You're not getting a ton in the uh, the way of offense. You're not getting a lot defensively. He's a physical presence that um, he's a vibes guy. But this team just has too many of those guys that don't directly provide scoring. And so you have to try to start to pull some parts of the lineup down into the bottom six so that you can have that top six focus on being two efficient scoring lines while also making sure that you still have some of the elements that you had, say, last year when this team was as successful as they were. So some of those fourth-line guys are going to be whittled out. Reeves, it was a fine acquisition. I'm not, uh, I'm not disparaging the acquisition by Bill Guerin, but it's a what-have-you-done-for-me-lately business, and this team has been in a major funk, and uh, Reeves has not been able to really get them out of it. So I would say for Reeves, he is a let him head to free agency Maybe if the money is right, there's a fit for him being like that 13th forward. But there are other guys on the roster and in Iowa that can fill that roster spot and can play. So I'll put him in the probably not re-sign category. And uh, there are a couple of others on this team that uh, are going to be interesting decisions once we get to that point uh, in the offseason, including... Me firmly moving my opinion of Sam Steele from where it was to a completely different category. We'll discuss that as we finish today's episode of Locked on Wild after this. Are you looking for a delicious treat but don't want all the fat and calories? Then you have got to sink your teeth into a Built Bar. What makes Built Bar so good? Well, for starters, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. That's right, 100% real chocolate. They also offer unbelievable flavors such as churro, peanut butter brownie, and coconut almond. If that's not enough of a sell, Built Bars contain only 130 calories, just 4 grams of sugar, and a whopping 17 grams of protein. You don't have to sit and look at the mailbox every day anymore to wait for your delicious Built Bars to get to you. Now you can swing by your local Walmart or Sam's Club to pick up a box today and enjoy your Bilt Bar snacking immediately. If you don't have a Walmart or Sam's Club close by, 
you can head to Built.com and order a box for yourself today. But either way, make sure that you start enjoying Built Bar today. Final segment of today's episode of Lockdown Wild. Once again, thank you for making Lockdown Wild your first listen each and every day for your second listen. Stop on over to our pregame preview coming just uh, an hour or two before kickoff. Uh, puck drop, I should say. Football on the brain. Uh, stop in for our pregame preview for tonight's game against the Avalanche. Kickoff is going to be uh, somewhere around 9 o'clock. So uh, we'll have it ready for you to preview tonight's game against the Avs. We finish, though, by looking at the biggest questions for this wild team in terms of restricted and unrestricted free agents. We finished the last segment by talking about Ryan Reeves and uh, Freddie Goudreau and Brandon Duhame. We finished the show talking Sam Steele, Mason Shaw, and Kalen Addison. Let's start with Mason Shaw. Now, Shaw has been the victim of the 13th forward quite a bit this year. But anytime he has been in the lineup, he gives you some jump, he gives you some physical play, and he's only 24 years old. Whether or not he profiles as a full-time NHLer or one of those kind of 4A guys, I think he is worth re-signing to keep in the organization. Um, it, it would be, I think, a, a good opportunity for him to be, at the worst, a training camp body that competes for a spot and then ends up going to Iowa. Um Injuries are going to happen all throughout uh, every level of hockey. And so you have a guy in Mason Shaw that has NHL experience. And if you get into a pinch, if he doesn't make the team out of camp, then he is a body you can call up to fill a spot and feel like you're going to get solid play and physicality uh, when he's out there on the ice. If he makes the team, then you got yourself a uh, solid bottom six guy that can fill one of those third or fourth line spots, depending on what happens with the uh, the current backlog of guys that fit that profile. But it comes down to price here. I would definitely be interested in a re-signing of Mason Shaw, provided that it is in a bottom six role, and uh, depending on how the rest of the roster shapes up as well. The big two to finish, Kalen Addison is one. We'll talk about it in our pregame preview, but Kalen Addison getting scratched uh, in the game against the Avalanche. Look, he brings a ton, Addison does, to the power play. He has been a great fit for that power play. It's ninth in the NHL. That's not a coincidence. It's not like it just all of a sudden all clicked together. Oh, and then you add Addison to the mix. He has helped really steady that back end as a guy with more of an offensive acumen in that power play spot. And just as younger than guys like Jared Spurgeon and just seems more adept at running it himself. The problem lies on the defensive side of the puck. And that's why he's being scratched because his defensive portion of his game has been inconsistent this year. That's, That's not... It's not something you have to go very hard to find. And he, I think, needs to be a priority to be re-signed by this team, but also there's going to need to be some work done. Now, 
John Merrill as a line mate, does that do him many favors? No. But he, he's got room to grow in that area as a young defenseman getting his first real extended look at the NHL level. Uh, he obviously is up near the top of the wild leaderboard in terms of points as a rookie. That, again, is not an accident. But you can say that he does well in that area while also acknowledging that he's got room to grow defensively. And some of that is going to be just studying film and trying to get put in better positions to make plays. But also some of it is just going to come as he gets a little bigger and um, maybe gets a little more physical with his game um, as, as a back-end guy on this team. And so if he ends up he, – he's been in a little bit of a trade target, which is, I think, kind of interesting uh, for the Minnesota Wilds. But whether or not he continues to perform at the level that, um, that he has on the power play – at the end of the day, he is a defenseman. I think he is worth re-signing for this team. I wonder, though, if there are going to be other teams that come knocking or try to um, try to outbid the Wild for his services. And then if you get into a bidding war, are you going to be able to um, are you going to be able to duke that out with other teams when the salary cap situation is as tight? As it is. So I would say Addison is a should resign. I am of the belief now that I think it's probably not a bad thing if the Wild look for somebody else to be kind of that one year prove it guy than Sam Steele. I mean, I know coming in, he was maybe thrust into a higher role than he is capable of playing on that top line. And some of the other problems on this team extend far beyond what he is responsible for. But Sam Steele has had stretches this year where he just does not contribute really in any way beyond being out on the ice. And so I think this is where Bill Guerin can find somebody in free agency that comes in on kind of a prove-it deal and uh, is able to give you some versatile minutes, maybe some better minutes. The signing was fine. It's a very low-risk move bringing a guy in on a one-year deal for 850 k That is an extremely low-risk move. And we thought him coming from the Ducks that he just didn't get an opportunity to showcase what he had. And now we've had a chance to see that there is some intrigue and some upside to his game, but I think we are kind of seeing the same things that the Ducks saw as just a guy who is is going to be able to give you some play as a bottom six guy, but is, is kind of inconsistent, to say the least. Uh, and so I think I'm comfortable with just leaving that roster sub- roster spot up to somebody else, uh, which then would leave you, let's say Steele leaves via free agency, that would leave your center situation for the Wild next year as this is not an order, this is just the four. Um, 
Marco Rossi, Jewel Erickson Eck. If they go get Freddie Goudreau and they re-sign him, Freddie Goudreau, and then Connor Dewar probably is is the other center as well. Which it's it's a top two that I think is is pretty good. Uh, the the bottom two guys are also solid uh, in their own rights. How it shakes out as to who is number one, who's number two, three and four, and so on. That is a, a topic for another show. But the main point is I think we're starting to see guys really put themselves into defined categories as to definitely should resign, definitely should not, probably should, probably shouldn't. And so with the Matt Boldy signing done, now we start to get a clearer picture of how the rest of the offseason goes as well. And that's with all without also saying there may be a trade or two that gets somebody off the roster that is currently on it, which frees up a little more money to do some additional things uh, to uh, get this team looking better in 2024 than they do currently now. So that is going to do it for today's episode of Locked on Wild. Now that your first listen of the day is done, make sure you check out the Locked on NHL podcast to get the full lowdown of everything going on throughout the NHL, all free and available on all of your favorite podcast platforms. Just like Locked on Wild, we are available everywhere you listen to your podcasts, so make sure you subscribe, follow us on YouTube, and follow us on social media so you don't miss out on any Minnesota Wild news and notes as we move through the rest of the season. We're keeping you up to date with new episodes every Monday through Friday as part of the Locked On Sports Podcast Network.